to the Brain Candy Podcast. Candy for your left brain and your right brain. I'm your host, Sarah, and with me as always, Susie Meister. Don't you love our opening song? I love it. And the first time I, when we were deciding on what it was going to be, I played it for my husband. He was like, this is the most annoying music ever. And I was like, it's perfect. I know. <laughs> well, it's so perfect for the like idea of brain candy. Yeah. It's because it sounds kind of like a carnival. And then you might not know this. Here's a little trivia. My husband is the one saying brain candy. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite part. He was so like, he'll sit in here and record stuff. And I didn't even know that. And then I heard it by itself, like the isolated track. And I was like, that's Adam. Yeah. And then he told me it was. It's so funny. That's fun. So there you go. Uh, what are we talking about today? Oh, I remember. What? Like nothing. <laughs> 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 We're doing a grab bag. Because we have, like, I have a ton of, like, articles that I pull out that you couldn't yeah. really do a whole episode about, but, like. That are fun to talk about well, just for a second. We'll call this You Teach Me New Information because <laughs> I've been just reading all about stuff for grad school this week and have... But I bet you learned some things. No new Did information you too. Really? You're learning well, about such cool stuff. No, though. I'm learning about great stuff in that department. Um, but that's But fine. I mean like, like the extra stuff. Like... You know, stuff we like to talk about on here, like yeah. boobs and like boobs, you know, astrophysics. All right. Well, before we get started, let's talk about them. Uh, some of our sponsors, we are hoping that you guys will get into Lisa, which is an amazing mattress company. It's like the Tom's business model where for every 10 mattresses they sell, they give one to a shelter, which is super cool. I love that. I love that too. Love it. You know what? I do have a little interesting fact about mattresses and I heard that your mattress doubles in size in eight years from, uh, skin. And that like has to be bodies. a myth. No, it's for freaking real. Who said? I don't know. People who said mattresses. So if you don't want gross, disgusting. If your mattress is really heavy, you should probably get a new one. And why not get one <laughs> that starts at just $525 and comes with a risk-free 100-night trial? Not only that, but if you go to lisa.com slash brain, that's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash brain, you can get 75 bucks off of your mattress purchase. So they're already affordable, plus you're getting an even better deal thanks to the Brain Candy Girls. And it's free shipping, and super high quality. We just, we're helping you out here, people. We are in the business of getting, especially like bachelor pad people, please buy a decent bed. Oh, goodness. That's all we ask. A neat, a decent, it's a game changer. You spend a third of your life in bed. We talked about this in the sleep episode. It's important. It cools you and it, it has cushiony bounce. It's like one of those body contouring kind. So anyway, lisa.com slash brain. You're going to love it. Tell us what you think after you check them out. Um, but today's a little bit of a wild card episode. Um, let me think. What is my first thing that I, I, I love this? This is so exciting. Because I keep these stupid. You make fun of me because I tear out all this. I know. It's so funny. And sometimes you have them in like plastic sheets. <laughs> like. So I like vet trivia. So first it starts in a folder. And then if I like it enough and it gets my motor running, then it migrates. It moves. Yeah, oh my gosh. To the plastic covered now have you does anything to get downgraded Do i throw anything? it away yeah oh. if it doesn't oh. it, <laughs> it goes articles. to that big uh, recycle bin in the sky <laughs> <laughs> 
Because I just think, well, okay, I thought that was interesting. Maybe I was drinking wine when I read it, and then... Probably. But, um... Oh, this is about tall tales and urban legends. <gasps> Fun! See? I knew you'd love this. Oh, I love this. Uh, okay, let's see. A number of studies have shown that humans tend to remember certain kinds of information better than others, such as knowledge that might keep us alive or help us find a mate. So it's like an evolutionary thing. Uh-huh. In one study, subjects were asked to read an urban legend, rewrite it from memory, and then pass their version to the next person. It's like a game of telephone. At the end of the chain, the legends whose themes could have social or survival-related utility, like nudity, spiders, that kind of thing, uh, were recalled most accurately. So evolutionarily, um, your brain retains information that could... Oh, that absolutely makes sense. I thought you'd like that one. Yeah. Um, when researchers analyzed 220 urban legends, they found that the stories were much more likely to mention hazards than benefits. So, um, test subjects found statements about topics ranging from German shepherds to LASIK surgery more believable when they mentioned risks like mauling or double vision. Oh, okay. I get that. So that's like... People are much more likely to believe what you're... They're going to believe the negative faster than they're going to believe the positive. That's a sad story. It really is. But, but hence but Donald Trump. But the weird part about <laughs> it is that the reverse is true when it comes to thinking about your own safe and well-being. So if you... Like we know the people out there know the risks and the dangers of smoking cigarettes and they know the percentage of people. They may know the percentage of people who will suffer from cancer because of it, whatever, but there's this whole, yeah, but that's not going to happen to me attitude. Oh. So when it comes to things like that, we think we're not going to be victims or suffer from it. But when it's things like, you know, the hazard or, yeah, I can see that we remember that. Um, this is fun. Sharing information that, like, about a threat can make you seem more reliable. So, like, if you're like, oh, my God, I heard that there's an earthquake that's going to happen tomorrow. Like, people are like, oh, my gosh. I'm sure there's, uh, what is the word? Law of diminishing returns or something? What is, mm. Where, like, the more, uh, you'll reach a, a certain point where that has... A negative effect, like yeah. the boy who cried wolf kind of thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, if right. you're that person, who's... although I mean, I keep referring to this Republican thing, but like Fox News, that's kind of their bread and butter. So maybe it doesn't diminish. Maybe, maybe. people, because it's like um, confirmation bias. When if you're uh, inclined to be fearful, and someone says oh, uh, the sky is falling, then you're like, I knew it. Yep, they're <laughs> right. I knew this. You're right. Gosh, that's weird. It's interesting. Um, okay. Let's see. Well, it really shows you how manipulative you can, the, anybody can be once sure. you know those things, media and otherwise. Uh, stories, myths, and religious concepts are most likely to endure when they have enough familiar elements to feel plausible, but have two to three counterintuitive elements that make them memorable. Mm. That's fucked up. Like, the brain is so stupid. I know. Stupid. How we, we only, we're like, two or three things. Yeah, I believe this story. <laughs> Four things, you're like, mm. That's like when that you're trying sounds... to come up with a lie. Yep. And you want it to be believable, but like also, can you believe it? Right. <laughs> and you, so you you like you have to do that. How much detail do I include? Right. <laughs> you tell like the name of the restaurant, but not what you ordered for dinner because that's too much information. Oh, that's really funny. Okay, last one. Um, let's see. 
this, hold on, a recent study to be published found that reading a false statement made people more likely to rate the statement as true when they encountered it a second time. Oh, of course. That's sad. That's, well, it's hearing the information from one person and then hearing it from another source and going, oh yeah, it's definitely true. Yeah. Which, oh God, I can't tell you how many times I've done that. Why? I, well, I I mean, now I'm in the habit of not doing that, but I, I will say that, that before I started studying, before I took my research methods and statistics class, I was one to throw around statistics and also things like just saying like, they say, da, 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 da. (laughs) Once I really like, and especially in the world of psychology, because it really matters. Yeah. Like who they is, who they is. (laughs) That I became very aware of how often I spoke in like hyperbole like that or said always or never. Oh, this is always like this because I had heard it, you know, from maybe one or two sources that I, and then I'm like, wait a sec, let me make sure if always or never are the right words to be using. Right. Things get just dramatized. Nuance is hard. Yeah. You know, so it's easier to just be like. Especially depending on your audience. Then yeah, you <laughs> and I, I just like always like to play to my audience. And Hey, P.S. How about how much people loved our sex episode? Oh, I loved our sex <laughs> episode. But you know what I didn't like? I didn't like how I told about what kind of porn I like and you didn't get to tell about what kind of porn you like. I loved that part. <laughs> I don't like that part. I was like, wait, I listened to it. I was like, wait a sec. That's just Susie getting me to open up and she doesn't have to do any of the sharing. <laughs> That's true. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know what? I've changed my position on porn, so I don't, I don't uh, consume it. Oh, that's good. I've done that as well. I mean, I had to, I, well, you know, I lessened the, (laughs) (laughs) not like I was doing it all the time, but. Um, yeah, I started to feel like, you know what? I don't actually think this is good for anybody. Yeah. The, the actors, my marriage, (laughs) my husband, like, it's just like, who is this benefiting? Probably no one. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Okay, so here's the next one. This is so fun. You you you're just like a grab bag full of exciting things that I know nothing about. So this is really like you say something and then you react. Maybe I know something about it. Well, you can okay. So find out why he's always saying what, huh, and become a less angry woman. So this oh, is about like please God tell me. Okay, there may be a reason why he can't freaking hear you. When men start to lose hearing, one of the first things to go is the capacity for high-frequency sounds. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. This is so, he really, may not really fascinating. Hear you. <laughs> this is really fascinating. 
Another thing that doesn't register hearing-wise with men the way it does with women is the sound of a crying baby. What? That's what it says. What do you mean? You mean they tune it out or they hear it more? Um, no, they they don't. It's they don't not hear as the no, the disturbing tone. to them. Oh, it's not as disturbing. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I think I have that too, because that doesn't bother. It doesn't. I. Like, I can totally tune out a baby crying. Well, it does. Easily. Okay, maybe. Yeah, because yeah, it's saying hearing And I have very, a brain that's, like, wired like a guy. And I've taken a test, and it told me that. Like a... That's weird. Yeah, psychological test. So, maybe that is it. Um, so, the, with the hearing thing, there's a very... And you can find them on multiple websites. If you just type in uh, hearing test, like, for a computer... It, it works best with headphones on, but you can also do it without headphones on. And uh, we lose different pitches at very specific times in our life. So you can be in a room with 100 people. No, it doesn't have to be 100. You could be in a room with a bunch of different people from different ages, play a tone, and ask everybody to raise their hand if you hear it. And like start from you know low and go higher. And... Every time you get a little higher, a bunch of people will drop out and it'll, you'll be left with just kids. Yeah, kids in here way in more. Europe. And so a while back, there were cell phone rings that students were using in classrooms and they would turn their cell phone onto a ring that their teacher wouldn't be able to hear, but everybody else could hear it. Oh my God, that blows my freaking mind. That really is crazy. That's so, that's so crazy. Cause that makes you think like, you know, with my dog, sometimes he just stops and he looks yeah. like he heard something. And he probably and did. And he totally did hear something. Also, fun fact about hearing, the overuse and abuse of Vicodin can cause hearing loss. Like, <laughs> full-blown, can't hear anymore. Why? I have no idea, but it's a terrible side effect that... You know what's a great side effect? What? Everything else. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, I love Vicodin. Yeah, well... I mean, I don't have any, but... <laughs> I've had it before and I'm like this I feel actually like I used to in church <laughs> that tells you something about religion and drugs ladies and gentlemen don't go out and abuse <laughs> Vicodin because Susie's encouraging it no I'm not I just had it for like like my uh, c-section oh yeah fair oh hey no, my listen, I've had surgeries so I'm all for it as well yeah it's great um what's funny is about hearing my husband is a sound guy yeah but he I was going to say despite that, but actually probably because of that, he yes. can, number one, he probably has hearing loss. I'm he, sure. He wears headphones all day. But also, I think he has the ability to tune stuff out. Absolutely. So my kid will be like, hey, Dada, hey, Dada, hey, Dada, hey, Dada, hey, Dada. And I'm like, answer him! <laughs> like, because I'm pulling my hair out. And he's like, oh. Like, he didn't even hear it. Because I said a lot of his job is tuning Tuning it out. out. Like, cause That's I'll be crazy. like, what are the, cause he's on dance moms. I'll say, what did the moms talk about today? What he's are like, they fighting? I have no idea. That is so <laughs> funny because they're listening for, to- I would, I would ask the audio guys on the real world that, you know, people get, that's people ask all the time. Like, Oh my God, how can you have a mic attached to you all day? Like, what if you have to go to the bathroom and everything like that? Listen, those audio guys don't want to hear you taking a shit. <laughs> so they're not listening when you do that. They're not like tuned in to hear when you're going to the bathroom. So unless they got like a fetish for that, that would be weird. Well, you know what? I was not on the real world, as you know. So I'm wondering, I wonder about the differences. Okay. So when you were in the house, I feel like a fan now. When you were in the house, 
Were, did you ever not have a mic on? No. I just when you went to bed? Just when I went to bed. And, and they like, would take it off or you just leave it by your bed? They would take it off. You and you, had to have what if on. you then got up? They'd say, put your mic on. Yes. And or you'd get fined. And uh, there are mics and the headboards and everything. So, so whenever you had, whenever you had your mic on, was it always with the belt and yes. the pouch on the yes. back? Yes. You never had like a necklace one? No, or... they do those now, but I didn't have one of those. And like, did you ever go out? Because you remember how you would go out or you'd go and paint? Yeah. You yeah. said, and like they wouldn't even come because you did it every yeah. day. You had a mic on? Yeah. I would just take it off. Like if I knew that I would keep it in my bag and then battery would die and then I would come back eight hours later and they'd turn it back on before I got in the house. How did they track you then if the battery... They did. That once... Sometimes that, you know, they're following somebody else that day and I would just be like, um, I did you off. ever do things that you didn't tell them about? Yeah. I used to meet up with Bea, my other castmate. Like we would both do our jobs in the city and then we would tell them, Oh, I'm going to be home at, you know, seven o'clock at night. And we would meet up at five o'clock in the city, have dinner together without any you cameras or microphones me. and then go back to the house separately. How did they not catch on? I, I'm sure they got to let something you can't keep track of everybody all the time we don't they don't have a crew big enough you know if you have we had eight people in the house and we all were doing different jobs and you don't have eight crews so they pick who has the most interesting day and they follow them nothing that wasn't going to do anything exciting they were probably like this was after a while too they were like sarah just likes to play cards and paint we're going to go ahead and let her do whatever that is so interesting because our show we were always together there yeah. was no... No separate time. I mean, it, it would be impossible for that many people to be together for four months, 24 hours a day, when there was nothing around us. Mm-hmm. Like, we were in warehouse, like, in the docks. Really? You couldn't, like, walk anywhere? There, there was... We had a one key lime pie store that was down below us, but how many key lime pies can you eat? Well, so, did, how did you get to work? Uh, we walked to the butt, uh, to the train and we took the train or this sounds awful. we drove our car. Oh, you had a car. Yeah. All right. No further questions. <laughs> That's interesting to me. Uh, okay. Uh, men lose their hearing sooner. His hairy ears trap more wax. Oh, gross. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, also there's a weird thing that I notice on men. They get like wrinkles. And this is how I always can tell if a man's aging and I think it's kind of cute on them too. They get and women don't get this, but they get wrinkles right above their ear. Yeah. And I I it, I call it like old man ears. But it's not really old man ears and when I see it, it's I always notice it on like younger guys who are just re- like maybe late 30s. They're just about to, you know, enter their 40s. And I was like, oh, look, he's like a grown-ass man. He's got ear wrinkles. Speaking of men. Yeah. Why don't you buy your man some decent clothes? Oh. Or maybe (laughs) a specific website? MacWeldon.com. Promo code BRAIN gets you 20% off. Here's what it is. Awesome men's basics. Right? Super comfortable. Super good fabric. High quality. Antimicrobes. Antimicrobial. (laughs) I'm in love with these clothes. Like the t-shirts. Every time Adam wears, he has a a navy blue t-shirt. 
I'm like, oh, that's so nice and it's so soft. And he's like, yeah. MacWeldon.com, Susie. Nice. Because <laughs> he's a he's a Brain Candy subscriber. Well, <laughs> he actually is. Do they offer any kind of discount code for our listeners? Yeah. They also like to get some nice feeling clothes? That's what I said. You didn't listen. Oh, I never 20% listen. 20% off with the code BRAIN at checkout. MacWeldon.com. You can get it too. My husband and you... We'll thank me later, off, man. I mean, it's a good deal, I and there, there's cards. no risk. If you don't like it, send it back. The hoodies are brilliant. the The clothes are soft and oh, high quality. A hoodie, a good hoodie, right? First of all, you can never have enough, and <laughs> there's nothing better. Yeah, and I always like it one size too big, and then you wear it on those cozy days, like when it rains and you just want to watch movies. Oh, I want to do that too. We have the best partners. Like I'm in love with our partners. It's so easy to yeah. promote their stuff because, because I'm like, oh, I love great. it. And you know if you're what? sick of hearing me talk about it, why don't you go there and find out for yourself? And I be always like, oh, wait, because, like, Susie was right. I used to, I always joke, like whenever I talk shit on Arby's, like, oh, unless Arby's wants to be our sponsor, <laughs> thank God none of those people called and were like, hey, actually we would because I'd have no. to lie. Yeah. We're not lying. These are good, good stuff. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to the Brain Candy Podcast with Susie Meister and Sarah Rice. Okay, anyway, back to broads. Women hear more than what you're just saying. Our brains are better at lip reading, so we fill in the blanks when we don't hear something clearly. That could be dangerous, though. Um, we tend to use emotional radar and our sense of connection with others to pick up on nonverbal cues. It's like the opposite opposite of autism. It's like hyper uh-huh. sensitivity. Well, and we kind of have to be because as mothers, like if that is our job as yes. women, we, and I mean biologically, like that's our job. I understand that there are many other jobs women can have. <laughs> um, don't get it twisted. Uh, <laughs> But of course, because our children for a lot of camp are not verbal. So we would have to know how they're feeling. Yeah. Without, you know, and that's really interesting because they're, we were discussing this in uh, my group therapy class last night. There's only two men in our whole program, maybe three. And it's because it's a program based on, I mean, it's a whole industry based on listening Mm -hmm. and active listening. Yeah. And I can see how, unless you are a very specific kind of guy who really cares about that or has an interest in that, you're just not made to do that. For the same reason that I probably wouldn't be a very good lumberjack with (laughs) a weak upper body. I would love to see what goes on in your brain, like where you came up with that. Well, okay, because here's how my head went. I went, wow, there sure are a lot of fields where women, uh, like, that tend to... Yeah be more suited for women. And then in my head, the angry feminist was like, why couldn't a woman do any other job? How come this has to be a female? Is there an equivalent in the male industry? Like, could I say this and like, would it work in reverse? And then I went, okay, what could my body just because I'm physically like I could do it, but I would not be as good as my male cat. Okay. A lumberjack. I'll say that. <laughs> that's where it works. And that's why I love Sarah Rice. In one minute. <laughs> you are going to love these next ones. Okay. I'm excited. This is so fun. The question is, why does stale bread turn hard, but <gasps> stale chips turn soft? I've heard of this. Oh, it was probably in our magazine together. 
Because I think this is from the popular science. It doesn't happen, so we have the same subscription. <laughs> That's so funny. But, it, but remind, refresh my memory, because I, re- I remember seeing the picture, like reading that headline, and being like, Yeah, why, right? Yeah! What the heck? And wh- what's the... How come certain... Like... Uh-oh. Okay. Because <laughs> I really had to think about this. So, <laughs> chips... Okay, bread turns hard. Chips turn soft. Okay. What's up with that? Then how like, about, wait. What's no. the deal with chips? <laughs> and like on Cheers, when Cliff Clavin tried to be a stand-up, his whole thing was, what's up with that? <laughs> but but what is what, up with what, that? What is up with that? <laughs> also, what what blow but like really wraps like a knot in my brain is, what about like the in between foods, like a graham cracker? They go soft. I know they do, but you'd think that um, they would would go. Maybe they'll go hard because they kind of, I don't know. Well, they're already hard though. I think that's the point. But the short answer is that a chip is all crust. So the science of staleness, yes, there is such a science. You have crust staling and crumb staling. (laughs) (laughs) What if you were the kid who's like, mom, dad, I'm going to go into the science of Oh, what does it say? Staling. I'm going to go to the science of staling. staling and crumb staling. Good news, folks. There's not a lot of competition in this field. <laughs> crumb, crust staling is the process by which the outside of a loaf of bread goes from crisp to soft. Crumb staling is when the inside turns hard. And it's easy to explain the first. Crust absorbs moisture from the inside of the loaf. Potato chips, which absorb moisture from the air, are all crust, so they completely soften. Okay, so it's 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 absorbing from the inside out or from the outside in. Well, so crust picks up the moisture, so it becomes soft. Crumb staling is more complicated. Over the years, food scientists have published hundreds of papers. Hundreds, hundreds. Many have come to believe the process has to do with starch within the gluten structure. I'm already snoring. Like, oh, come on. <laughs> As the crumb sheds moisture, those webs stiffen. Some bread okay. manufacturers extend shelf life by adding enzymes that sever these ambulo strands. So basically, <clears throat> yeah, okay, I can get that. So it's like creating a like a stiff web around it. <laughs> like, like, I get that. I mean, I'm trying to like see molecularly what's going on in my head. And like, they're, it's like starchy. And so it would... Like get hard. Yeah. Yeah. So the second question is, does it feel better to give or receive a gift? What do you think? This like brain brain yeah. of science. Um, well, I would say, I, I mean, give. Okay. But I think, does it, does anything have to do with who you're giving to or receiving it from? Well, the answer is it's the thought that counts. Good. So it has a lot to do with how you perceive the act. Yes. So spending money on others might represent a more effective route to happiness than spending money on oneself. Um, but receiving gifts also has a strong effect. So if something you received is um, like uh, thoughtful mm-hmm. and you're like, wow, they really put a lot of thought into that, then you feel that same sense of joy or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. Um, so the majority, about 71% described receiving a gift and the results even more pronounced among gendered lines among females, 92% focused on getting versus <gasps> giving and males oh! it was 55%. That's a big difference. That's 
humongous. As far as statistics are concerned, that's... It says, in the animal kingdom, he the male typically gives food to the female. Um, in a 2003 experiment, people were asked to explain their gift-giving motives. They found that men were more tactical. They wanted their gifts to convey a message, such as, I'm rich. Mm-hmm. Women were more likely to give gifts for a reason, like a birthday. Wow. So that's, that's fun. absolutely true. Yeah. So that's that's what I've got for you on, on those lines. Um, I hate. Go ahead. Sometimes getting gifts for people, I find very like I have to. I have to find the perfect gift for them. Like I like to be. You're I, very I, thoughtful. If gift I giver. If I want to give a gift, I want to make sure it's like. I was thinking about that after best. we had Bill Dixon, the comedian, on, and he asked us what our favorite things were about each other. One of your best traits is how thoughtful of a gift giver you are. And I like you always get me. my kid a gift, and like oh, because I I love buying gifts for I love buying nice. kids toys because I see them and I'm like oh that's genius and I can't just hoard the stuff because because <laughs> that's weird my husband will not <laughs> allow me to but I got to give it to someone but you're I don't know they they're also like like the, they're good like the gifts the books you've given Lincoln are good ones and they Thanks. are favorites so I don't know if you think. Like a kid, or I do. yeah, I probably do. You know? That's that's for sure. My mom is like that too. Like she knows just what to get uh-huh. kids because she can think like them. Did I give your kid the the day of the crayons? No, so you got... gave me the one about the bunny that you had when you were oh, little. Oh, Pat the Bunny is the best book. <laughs> he loved that oh, one. Oh, but the greatest children's book. It's my new favorite one. Is called I think it's called the day the crayons went on strike. <laughs> that's funny. And it's letters written to a little boy from the crayons in his box and it's like the red crayon being like how come you only use me to color in fire trucks and Aww. i can be used for other things and the white crayon is like really really i feel invisible over here <laughs> and it's just really so funny. well written yeah it's so freaking funny so i recommend that book to anybody um okay what else is getting my <gasps> motor go ahead well this is like political and probably that's okay not. I was really shocked when we had a Supreme Court judge die. <laughs> Me too. Hello. Well, he wasn't even on my radar. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I thought she's been dead for years. Like she, because she, she the SNL the woman who does her her impression. <laughs> oh, you've never seen the Ruth Bader Ginsburg impersonation on Saturday Night Live? Okay. Well, you have to watch that yeah. after I leave for like the next hour because it's so <laughs> good. But yeah, she's hilarious. That. Well, she's had, RBG. I forget what her cancer is, but she has, yeah. I think it's that colon one or something really, that like you die. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong, but I've had her on my death pole for years and she's just hanging in there. And I heard that there's, I, there was a law that went into effect based on, because of another president that within a certain amount of time, it's like a hundred and something days, I think. Or maybe it's six months. The the sitting president, if if a uh, Supreme Court judge dies in the like the last six months of the president's term, then he doesn't get to. Oh yeah, it's called a lame duck president. So yeah, if, yeah. yeah. If you're in the last six months of your presidency, it's kind of like it's not official, but it's like a courtesy that you will let the next president do it. But we're not you within. The, those six months. Oh, He's good. not a lame duck president yet. Good. Really, a lame duck people is... People are saying that, though. People are saying that, no, no. that they're Certain to, people. Yeah, the Republican Party is... But that. actually, a lame duck used to be 
in November after we elected the next uh, one, you know, he uh-huh, still has uh-huh. a couple months before yeah. the the inauguration. That's really what a lame duck was. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Right. Like, we're waiting for the this next This is guy. like a long time. So, still. and huh. it, it's supposed to only ever taken 125 days to, um, you know, nominate and uh-huh, find the next uh-huh. one. So we have plenty of time. Great. And so it'll be, but I mean, Senate has every right to block it if they want, yeah. if they yeah. don't like his um, nominee. But I think, you know, we should at least go through that process. Yeah. If they want to block them, they can block them. So many exciting things happening right now. Mm-hmm. I just feel like there's so many, much change. Like we're at a real. Oh, and that I'll promote my thing on medium.com. I wrote an article about, um, it was called why I left the right. And it's um, my story from basically young, de- young Republican, to not so young Democrat about like why studying religion made me a liberal. It's so, really fascinating. Too. I'll, I'll post that. I did thing. not know that you worked on George W. Bush's campaign trail. I sure did. I did not know that. Yeah. So I've been on both sides of this debate. You sure have. Mm-hmm. Like not even like a little bit. Like, literally. <laughs> Like the, the real the use ball. of the word literal. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is really, really, really that. And that just shows a lot that, you know, I really respect anybody. Well, really anybody with a strong opinion, but if you've taken the time to understand both sides, yeah. I think that's the most important. Like, you know, I have nothing but respect for anybody and their ideas, given they don't hurt anybody else or themselves or others. Uh, but when you really make sure you know and have experienced the alternatives to know that what you believe is the right thing for you, I think that says a lot. And I think that's really important. And, you know, I, I do want to emphasize that, that I actually still have my moments where I'm like, like there are certain things that trigger me to feel, still feel that sense of like conservative um, leanings. Mm -hmm. So I do totally understand it. And there's certain, um, topics that are really hot topics that get people really heated, like abortion or Mm -hmm. gay rights or stuff like that. And I totally get it. Like I can predict what the other side will say because I used to be on that side. So, um, I like open dialogue because obviously if I switched from one side, I'm open to new information, whatever you got, I'm open to it. That's an important attitude to have is like, just be open. But why to aren't most people? I, I know. You know, like, I feel like most people are done, like, yeah. thinking about it. Well, you know, and I think that play, oh gosh, I mean, this is really what Could I'm Could you ever be convinced to switch parties? Well, the problem is, is I am first and foremost, like a believer in human issues and human rights. And I, that like, I don't, I, it, I couldn't, I could, you can't picture it. I can't picture it because it would go against how I feel about in being so spending so much time really learning about things like mental illness and the mm. people who suffer, people who are homeless. You can't even say homeless people. Oh, yeah. Say what people are who displaced? are homeless. Oh, oh right. Same with transgender. T- yeah. It's like a di- it's how you say it is like really yeah. important. So 
um, I couldn't just abandon that those groups and I couldn't side with a party who would, I don't know, not take care of the people who I think need taking care of, especially our mental health system needs to change so much. Yeah. And I just don't see, you know, certain side, like, yeah, I see what you're saying. That's it. Um, let's talk about, let's switch gears. Okay. Slender tone. Slender tone. So we've been, Sarah and I have been using this, um, ab toner. It's a belt that you wear that like stimulates your muscles and you can use it like no matter what you're doing and just chill out and get some tonage. And, um, I'm loving mine and I'm really, I feel like it's a good fit for me. What do you think about it for you? And you know, I don't know if I was supposed to do this with this, but oh, I was experiencing <laughs> kind of a sore lower back. Uh oh! And Sarah's I just switched using it, it around. <laughs> I know I did. I switched it around, and that the same kind of pulses were fantastic for that. They oh stimulated God. like you're such a rebel. I know. It, oh, it's the same thing. It's just different muscles. I just well, I used it. to work for a chiropractor, and one of my jobs was to apply electrical stimulation pads to people's backs, and yeah. and that it was the same technology. Uh-huh. Um, in this case, it's designed for your abs. So Sarah's using it illegally, I know, I totally <laughs> no. am. but what, you know, whatever works for you. But, um, I think what, what appeals to me about it is the science behind it. Cause yes. I'm not interested in like magic bullet stuff, right. but also like, I don't know about you, but after I, like that part of my body is like a touchy subject, especially post baby. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's like, Hey, yeah, I could use a little tonage. Yeah. Thanks for nothing, Lincoln. <laughs> so I want to encourage you guys to go to slendertone.com and use the code brain candy to get, um, deals on some ab toners. Um, and I've even tried using it at the gym, like while oh, you're that's doing, cool. because it really makes you super aware and it like, it helps activate those muscles. And then it kind of like lets you know, like, Oh, here, just so you know, that's where those muscles yeah. are. Feel that? Okay, now flex that and now keep doing your, you know, whatever you're doing. So if you go to slendertone.com and use the promo code brain candy, you'll get 25 or sorry, 20% off abdominal toners. And they're also, it's risk-free. You can uh, try it and see what you think and, and let us know. Um, but yeah, we're getting all toned over here. Don't be jealous. I know. Just join in the fun. Can't wait for swimsuit season. <laughs> That's something I never said in my life. Neat mean either, <laughs> ever. I was just contemplating, like, is it time for me to go to a one piece? Like, I, you know how like women no, feel like they go no. out for pasture and then they get like a grandma bathing suit, I've like a skirt. Purchased a one piece. <laughs> well, I actually like them, and there's oh, some really some of them are so really sexy cute. now. I think it looks even better. But you know those ones that women with oh, like the skirts I know. and like the, the sides <laughs> that like tie it, like r- the ruched sides, like or like the the stomach with it, like. But you know what? Whatever works. Uh huh. Oh, please. I'm all about anything to hold things in places. And if you don't think every single dress I've ever worn down any red carpet doesn't have a pair of spanks under it, <laughs> you're wrong. Because they love do. It. Yeah, I mean, do whatever works for you. But like, you, you start to when you hit a certain age. At least for me, it's like, oh, I think I'm not in this category anymore. Yeah. But I don't like that. And that's why... Did you see Susan Sarandon? No. She went to... I think it was the SAG Awards, and she wore, like, 
cleavage yeah. outfit. And Piers Morgan was like um, tweeting at her because she did the, she presented the in memoriam, uh, whatever. Uh-huh. And he was like, that's tacky. And so pe- people, feminists started tweeting pictures of their cleavage to Piers Morgan. He was like, is this supposed to be a punishment? <laughs> but he's like, just so you know, I like Susan Sarandon's boobs. She's super hot, but I just thought it was tacky in that context. Oh. What do you think about that? I mean, it's totally off topic, but we don't have a topic for today. So mm, I'm going to have to see a picture. Mm. I do Let understand me pull time and place. I kind of get the immemorial thing. SAG Awards, uh, maybe if it were like the MTV Music Awards or something, you can go with. Let me just see what this Here, is. Here's what we've got. She has a white blazer oh, on. hang on. <laughs> First of all, I saw that picture because I follow her daughter on yeah, Instagram, Eva. who's so cute. Yeah. And they, they, I saw the picture of the two of them together, and their yeah. outfits were perfect together. And I But think you didn't that know that out- she was presenting in No, Ryan. I did not. Or, no, it doesn't matter. I don't think that that's... I think it's... Perfect. I loved her outfit. I think that it, and they were so cute together. It, it was like mother daughter version of the same outfit, kind of like they they reflected each other a bit. And so I, you could see the younger version. Of well, that. I'm sure that by the way that Eva knows who you are because I went to a party and she was there, and I didn't know who she was at the time. But I, she came up to me and we had a mutual friend, and she's like, "You look familiar." And I go. <gasps> Yeah, yeah, and I go. You look familiar too. So I actually thought maybe we knew each other, uh-huh. and then we both realized. And mine was like so embarrassing, but yeah. hers is like, oh, I was on Friends, and I'm the daughter of Susan Sarandon. Yeah, I was like, I was on Road. Oh my god! But she probably she knows you. Know. I love her. She's so cute. And yeah, she, uh, and she's like a down to earth. She has a, a blog called Happily Eva After because yes. it's her. Her name's Eva. And um, it's like a mommy blog and like lifestyle. I stuff. love that she does things that show you how to get like a look for a deal and yeah. like stuff for a steal. I love when celebrities who obviously have money are like, no. Well, you love frugal. I, I'm I love being frugal. Yeah. And so she's like, no. Why do I have to buy like spend a whole bunch of money on this? I can make it for seven dollars. And so so we love Ava Amiri, and she maybe knows us a little. We're bit. gonna tweet at her. <laughs> Um, but so you're pro cleavage, even when we're dealing with death. Yeah. I say, yeah, why not lighten the mood with a little. Okay. Boob? And what you're talking about, it's not like she's, she's far more modest than a lot of other. Well, and even though he and says it's not it like doesn't the matter deep that down a... to the stomach V it's like just, and he, boobs. he would say it's not about her age. It's about the context of the thing, but I don't believe that. I, I don't believe, believe if that were Katy Perry, nobody, nobody would have said, said anything. Shit. Nobody would have said a word if it were her daughter in the same outfit. You're right. Nobody. So Susan, we stick with you. Uh, yeah, we do. I'm with her. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, anyway, follow us on stuff. Brain candy podcast. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter. What devs? And also, let us know what you want us to talk about if there are topics that you want us to cover. I do love when people say you should talk about this or that. I know, and we do try like to, to do it. We want to hear more about dreams. Oh, do they? Yep. They like okay. the conspiracy theories. All right. We'll make it happen. Yeah. We love you guys. We love you. Bye. Bye.